Hi, it's Hal Anderson. Thanks for checking out the daily podcast for my show, Connecting Winnipeg. And if you can, please listen live weekdays from 10 to noon on 680 CJOB. the right infrastructure, the right bridges, the right culverts in, on these highways. So we're going to be doing a lot of rebuilding with a number of our highways in the, going forward here. Ag Minister Derek Johnson, after a tour yesterday of some of the damage caused by flooding, and we'll talk more about that later on, but I wanted to bring on for a few minutes here Chris Lawrence, president of the Manitoba Heavy Construction Association. Chris, good morning. Good morning, Hal. How are you? Excellent. Thank you for doing this. Are we up for the job, tens of millions of dollars over the next two or three years? Well, certainly the industry uh, is nimble. It's ready. It's anxious. It has lots of unspent capacity. We're eager to get to work. And uh, one area that I was wondering about, we hear about a worker shortage pretty much right across the board. Is that an issue with this work uh, and, you know, some of the repairs that would be done? Is it going to be difficult to get the workers needed to get the job done quickly and and, um, and on budget? Well, there's no question that virtually every segment and sector of the economy is facing a challenge filling positions, filling workers, whether it's construction, retail, entertainment, tourism, etc. So we're no different than the rest of the economy. We are, however, lucky that we have a really good core uh, workforce uh, to whom the industry has been loyal and from which it's received loyalty. There's always room to bring on additional people. We're scouring the market like everybody else, competing for individuals that are interested. And what's really cool about our industry is that the starting wages, even for an entry laborer, are above the $20 mark. uh, And with 2,000 hours, you're looking at a minimum of $60,000 for an entry laborer. So, and that's, that doesn't include overtime or benefits or, or holidays. So we are an attractive employer with great opportunity, wages, benefits, and so on. Yeah, we're going to get into this a bit later on on the show, um, but there's been a lot of talk about, okay, well, let's not just replace that culvert. Let's replace it with a bigger culvert or maybe, you know, build a road or a bridge in a different way so that it can withstand this sort of weather in the future if we ever see another spring like this again. Are you hearing that from from government and the other players that you discuss this with? Uh, Yes, we are. Some of the uh, relations between the federal and provincial governments have changed. So, for example, disaster relief uh, typically only covered replacement of what existed. Now, as I understand it, provincial governments can apply to upgrade so that we're not uh, we're not inviting a replacement in the future because we didn't have the foresight to anticipate or contemplate repetition in the future. And how dear to you and me is the bridge on uh, in on Prospect in Winnipeg Beach? We understand yes. that's now going to be replaced with a bridge, so we won't have the culvert to worry about each and every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very. We're uh, both Winnipeg Beachers, and that is is very close to my cottage. And and I want to get up there this weekend and and check out some of what I have uh, uh, what I've heard about. I'm also uh, we're, curious. We're going to call it the Hal Anderson Bridge. Is that what we're going to call it? Okay, sure. Hey, listen, I'll 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 throw in a couple of bucks for naming rights. You know, I've I there have suggested go. I Chris I have suggested for years they should uh, change the name to City Hal down at Five Ten Main Street, and I I would kick in a couple of bucks for that. 
You have my vote right away. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and and I, I just wanted to ask you, too, um, when it comes to uh, construction and, and roads and highways and streets, we're into construction season, right? Uh, talk a bit about how busy uh, your crews are right now and, and maybe hit on a few highlights for us. Well, it's going to be a busy season. We're grateful that the city council has maintained the level of investment. I think it's slightly higher this year than it was last year. There will be a lot of work on regional uh, streets in Winnipeg. They carry 80% of the volume of traffic. Uh, That's where commerce moves. That's where people move to jobs and products move uh, to and through uh, and from market. Uh, There will be a lot of work on residential streets, which many of which, most of which are in deplorable condition and require replacement. So it's going to be a busy season. We do appeal uh, to the public to please be mindful of uh, barricades, uh, signs that alert you to the entry to a construction zone. Uh, be respectful and mindful of flaggers that are helping you get through. So it is going to be busy, uh, you know, streets like Lajamodia, Portage, uh, and others uh, throughout the city are going to see a lot of work, but there's still so much more that needs to be done because of the condition of the streets. Yeah. Chris, enjoy your summer. Thanks for this. Thank you very much. I'll appreciate it. Jay During is a civil engineering professor in flood aspirant at the University of Manitoba. You hear him quite often uh, here on CJOB. Uh, he was on our air talking about these flooding repairs, which will be costly, and Jay wonders if maybe they will cost even more than expected. I would think that uh, if we're talking on the order of some 2,000 sites, I mean, if we just do some simple back-of-the-envelope math, let's let's just assume tens of millions means roughly 100 million, because um, I probably might still refer to that generously as tens of millions, divided by 2,000 sites, that's 50,000 a site. And that doesn't buy you very much. It you know, might buy you a little bit of a load of gravel and uh, uh, something to spread it around for for a couple of hours. But, uh, yeah, if, if we're talking culverts, if we're talking roads, if we're talking the design of bridges, uh, I would think we're going to be uh, significantly north of $100 million, and it's likely going to take years to, to put it all in. Uh, but I do agree with the minister. I, I, I'm, I'm confident that getting access, even if it's temporary access, dropping in a couple of simple culverts and just backfilling it and putting some pavement over it and hoping it holds until they can get around to a permanent solution. Um, you know, I, I think we can likely expect that to happen. Jay During at the University of Manitoba. And, um, you know, I think we've talked a lot about this, and I, I discussed this at the start of the show, near the start of the show, at about 10.15 this morning with Chris Lawrence at Manitoba Heavy Construction Association as we carry out these repairs. Do you take it back to where it was or do you look at maybe preparing better for the next time? And this was an unusual spring, but there will likely be a next time. I think we're learning that with the weather, right? And, and so Jay gets into that. Should we be able to, uh, should we be looking at repairing and replacing these bridges and culverts and whatnot, preparing for another weather event like what we just saw? I don't know that there's ever a silver lining when we're going to have to spend you know, a hundred and some million, two hundred million dollars in order to repair all this over a number of years. 
But perhaps one of the approaches we should take, and uh, again, I'm not sure that the economics on this would, would necessarily pay off, but it would save a lot of studies, is to say, look, this is our design event. We've, we've often done that in Manitoba. Go back to the 97 flood. We said that's the design event. We're building everything to 1997 plus two feet. Maybe this is the design event for, uh, for all of these areas. We put in culverts and bridges that are high enough and large enough that they can convey these flows. That would be a simple solution for the white shell as, right, uh, as well, right? We could say, look, uh, your cottage got wet, um, you know, and I don't mean to diminish that by any stretch of the imagination, but in terms of rebuilding, it needs to be rebuilt to this record level plus some allowance. Maybe it's two feet. I, I don't know. But that's one way to avoid, right, necessarily undertaking uh, a lot of very costly studies is to turn to design events. And we've done this, you know, many, many times. And, of course, the limitation is sometimes a larger event comes comes along and you get caught short. Jay During, Flood Expert, University of Manitoba. And then we talk about, you know, finally, it seems, turning the corner on the weather, sunny and 20, um, and maybe even into the low 20s, seasonable weather. What's that? What is seasonable weather? Well, we're heading for that in the next few days, which is great. But Jay was asked if there are any areas still in the province that he is worried about when it comes to flooding. A lot of things at least have now begun to plateau. So we're, you know, we're looking at in excess of about 120,000 cubic feet per second uh, passing through the Winnipeg River system at, at Seven Sisters. We can see that the inflows to both Sewell Lake and Lake of the Woods are diminishing. The outflows are, uh, are steady, which, which is good. So hopefully that system is at or you know, near approaching its peak. When you look at the precipitation that it has received for the months of, of April and May, uh, I mean, it's mind-boggling, right, which is how we've got ourselves into this situation. The quantity of rain that has fallen over such a large area uh, is something that I don't think anyone would ever have said is very likely to happen, not at least, you know, without putting some very large return period on it and saying this was the one in 500 year storm or something that we just got. Jay During, civil engineering prof and flood expert at the University of Manitoba.